Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Now, welcome in, guys. It is, God bless it, it's officially here. Happy draft day. Well, we are, God, what, what are we, 10 hours from the draft kicking off? and Nine and a half hours, something like that? And uh, man, God, we're so excited. Broncos aren't picking today, but it still feels like Christmas. Um, how are you doing, Scott? Welcome in. I know you are antsy. You're probably not as excited as you are antsy right now, given the directions and the rumors of the Falcons. Yeah, but you know, again, I'm. It's work, you know. It, yeah, it's, it's. I'm not. True. I'm not. You know, I, I'm more. I'm more antsy about this game at at 2:45 against Manchester United. This uh, my fandom has been poured into. Well, my kids, obviously. And then, uh, and then in Chelsea Football Club and, and Braves. So the Falcons are their work. And, you know, I grew up a Falcons fan. But again, when we're doing these things and we're predicting the future, I, I root for me. You know, yeah. I want my predictions to be right. What I am hoping for is that my voice holds out for the rest of the day. Because <clears throat> it's going to be a long day. Yeah. Uh, well, I have uh, Ethan coming and kicking us off, right? This is incredible. Thank you so much, Ethan. Just to, Typically, you're the closer, but you're the opener today, the starter, if you will. Um, thank you so much. It says, I went online to PFF to do my last mock today and noticed Denver is no longer pick 145, but 152. Did some research, and it appears that Denver getting the seventh-round pick from Detroit for Benson changed pick 145 from Detroit and went to Seattle instead to, uh, to our 152. Wow, Ethan. Um, well, that is... Uh, News to me. Um, if that is the case, I guess we'll find out on day three if that happens. But uh, I know there was a little bit of debate on was it 145 or 152 that went to Seattle. But uh, I had definitely been mocking 145. How much does that change things? I mean, probably there's going to be some players that I like that go off the board between 145 and 152. So I guess it changes things a bit. But uh, interesting. Did you know that, Scott? No, I was just about to look at what ESPN did because it did. They did a you know a full order, and I was like, all right, is ESPN on this thing or what is? Because I, I saw it, so I was bouncing back and forth between NFL.com and, and ESPN.com this morning, and I'd like to think that one of them has it right. Well, um, I'll keep but, going saying. No, I can't find it. No, I can't find it because you know stuff gets moved all over the place um, by these stupid editors. God, I know. Just flipped around. Um, I really need to get myself a double screen set up here in the home office. I have it at work, and it makes a big difference. Although, oh, yeah, more not, I'm, not, I'm not working without dual screens. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it can be distracting though. Um, thank you so much, Ethan. Uh, we appreciate you. Luke's coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott, and happy draft day. Happy draft day to you too. Um, we also got uh, oh, DWI guys again saying uh, morning after good afternoon, gents. Broncos country, it's draft day. Dave Glassman says, what are the odds the Broncos trade into the first round? I'll give it a 0.2% chance odds that the Broncos trade into the first round. It would so take... you're telling me there's a chance, and I'm going with Ethan on this one. Zero. I, I live in the world. Down. Point, point 0.002 would be two one-thousandths. Yeah. Two ten-thousandths. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's about right. And I'm going to round down and call it zero. They're not going back up into the first round. It just doesn't make sense uh, with where this team is to trade up that much draft capital to go up and get a guy in the first round because 
a lot of the guys I think in this draft are going to go between pick 20 to pick 50, probably have the same grade uh, for most teams. So I guess the Broncos could have a guy that they have graded as a first rounder that falls to pick 31. That's like, this guy, there's no way this guy should be here. Why is he here? Blah, blah, blah. And then they move up and get him. But with where the Broncos are at as in the team building phase with only having, I think $12 million in cap space next season, obviously they can get a bunch more moving on from Graham Glasgow, Ronald Darby, but still not a lot before they pay Russell Wilson. And then you have decisions on Dalton Reisner on Draymond Jones on Bradley Chubb. You need draft picks. You need those cheap cost controlled guys to fill out your roster. And hopefully some of them become starters, cheap starters for you. Um, Cause your roster math changes. It's not the drew lock. You know, we're paying our quarterback, $2 million. You're going to be paying Russell Wilson at $50 million. So things change. You're going to need your draft picks. Well, and the other part of that is I think some of the signal tells me that the owners expect the salary cap to go up. Yeah. You know, the salary cap isn't there, you know, it's, it's, it's there for competitive balance, but it's also there because owners can't contain themselves. So they have to artificially put a cap on wages because they'd have one rogue owner that would then change the market. You can't have that. Because the owners can't control their spending, they have to put mechanisms in place that will control their spending. And this tells me that they think that their mechanism to control their spending will rise in the near future as well. So hopefully, you know, these these contracts won't be, you know, I, I don't like seeing 20% of a cap going to one player. You know, that's it's disproportional. I don't care if it's a quarterback or not. So <clears throat> I think as a salaries increase that we see these, I think it's also a sign that the the cap is going to increase soon as yeah. the next television deal comes up. And looking at, I found it on ESPN. Um, it's actually like rounds. So it was actually, it wasn't that hard to find, just buried in other stories. They have, and Ethan's ahead of it as usual. They have the Broncos at 152 and they have the Seahawks at 145. And he gave us the explanation why right here with this bright red, awesome super chat. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ethan. Thanks for staying ahead of it. Uh, we also had Christos saying happy draft day and another NFL down another, I guess, schedule point down season almost here, like watching the clock on the last day of school. Yep. We're getting there on the days US- of our lives. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I feel like my uh, babysitter when I was a kid watched that. It's for some reason it sticks out in my head. Was there like a lighthouse in the beginning? I don't scene? remember okay. the, the times it was an hourglass, but that doesn't look like okay. a lighthouse. There yeah, might've been I, one, but I was like, as the sands stick through the hourglass on the days of our lives. Something I was like, like four years old. For some reason, that sticks out to me. Uh, U.S. Dave saying, Melvin, good to see you, U.S. Dave. Y'all get into talking about Melvin here. EJ in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Happy draft day. Um, Christos says, glad all mock drafts end today. Oh, 2023 starts tomorrow, Christos. Yeah, and are you, are you kidding? Plus, I mean, we're doing second round tomorrow morning. Oh, Come on, absolutely. man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeremy Sean saying it's like Christmas morning, but we are celebrating tomorrow when grandma gets into town. I love it. Dear Jeremy, you're absolutely right. Diego's in here. Good morning, fellas. Have a great day. You too. Dave sending the stars here. Thank yep. you so much. Make sure you guys are like Dave uh, getting the stars in here. So that you get a chance to win yourself a new Broncos jersey in, in the raffle. Uh, Robot of Doom coming in saying good morning, Broncos country. Christmas for the NFL is here. Yeah, I do agree. This is Christmas for the NFL. Nothing. It's hard to beat NFL playoffs, even when your team isn't in it. But the thing about the NFL draft is everybody's getting presents. You know, you get a pick and you get a pick and you get a player. I guess the, the Dolphins don't pick until like, no, what it's, is it? It's 100. The, the, the playoffs are what you do with your presents. You know, we all might have yes. gotten footballs or baseball bats or yes. something, but some kids are going to be better at them than others. So, you know, that it, this this is Christmas Day for everybody. And uh, I'm, I'm Nick, you did that well enough. I'm guessing you saw Adrian Cronauer in Good Morning Vietnam. I mean, just oh. phenomenal movie. and Absolutely. Uh, God bless him. You know, one of 
Robin Williams' best roles, one of several. Just an amazing, an amazing actor and a, and a tragedy. You know, good reminder yeah. that if you need some help, get some help. Ask for help. It's okay. Yep, and you're not alone. And uh, make sure you check in on your friends and family. EJ, uh, the draft is better than Christmas for me now since I never get anything. EJ, well. <laughs> Hang out with us. We'll, hey, there's going to be football on Christmas. Fan. You can have Christmas Day like us, a big lump of coal. <laughs> Clayton here on Morning Guys. Smash that like button on the way in and share. We got a bunch of reacts coming in, so appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. C. Patrick Havner coming in with the support. C. Patrick Havner has kind of been a silent one also. He's not uh, He's not uh, George Foster, but... Uh, Jacob. Jacob Foster, excuse me. Um, duh. But... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. C. Patrick Havner. Uh, and let's get into this super chat here from Raymond glass first. 10 euros. Pounds? No, it's the euro. The euro. The, euro, the pound is the L. <laughs> Yen? No, no. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Are you guys uh, doing the yearly draft coverage starting tonight? As we have no first round pick, I guess pick. I'll be guess. I'll be rooting for the Falcons, Scott. Uh, yes, we will be live tonight on here. Uh, starting about half an hour, 15 minutes before mm-hmm. the draft kicks off. We'll be going live to, Scott's channels will be going live to Mile High Huddle, so uh, you can tune in either spot. But we're going to be talking draft, of course. Yeah, right now it's it'll be me, Nick, and Eric. So uh, three people who are draft Nick Central. No point, no pun intended, Nick. It's just you know the phrase draft Nick. Yeah, uh, but that is draft Nick. You should actually use that as your. If I'm Scout Kennedy, you should be draft Nick. There, I, I just changed your Twitter handle. Twitter handle for you. I think it's taken. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's a it would um, be a good one. You could, uh, you know, you could figure something out. I think, I think you need to do that. Um, but yeah, seven thirty, and we'll be, we'll be on from seven thirty until they get final thoughts on the, on the last one. If my, I was thinking about it, it's like if my voice gives out, I'm bailing it after ten, and I'll just go in the background and, and produce. Um, but I, I just will let Nick carries the load in the mornings. He's he's the talker, so uh, uh. I can I can lean on those guys, their expertise with some of these guys, and I'll especially need to do that. But yeah, we'll be on for. And I hope they don't take 10 minutes a pick and go 300 minutes, but we could be on for five hours tonight. It's very possible. Day two is always the long one, um, even though the clock's shorter. I mean, all the picks getting in there. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for the support, Thanks, Raymond Glass. And it really is, man. You guys are killing it today. Thank you so much. Uh, let's get into this conversation first before we start talking round one today. And I'm curious, uh, Scott, I want to pick your brain on the worst case scenario. All for right, let's the, click uh, back on that oh, one it's for okay. me. I'll I get was... it. It's right here. Thank you. <clears throat> Um, I want to get your thoughts on like nightmare scenarios for the Broncos as it pertains to the chiefs and the chargers. Um, but let's get into it first here. Clayton here on saying, what do you guys think about the Melvin Gordon signing? I love it. And, uh, reportedly at first it was what as a $2.5 million deal. That's up to 5 million in incentives. I think Mike Kliss said it's 1.5 with incentives up to four, uh, yesterday. I think they updated that. So hell yeah. Um, if you guys have listened to the show at all, you know that I've said that I'm concerned about the depth at the running back position and just the the onus that had been placed on Javante Williams it's just too much of the functionality of the offense was pay, placed on a running back who hadn't been a bell cow before and he didn't have much of a known quantity behind him and it's no disrespect to Mike Boone he could be come in there and be fine but we just don't know and at this point especially with only what is it 1.5 million up to 4 million uh, if you can get take away that uncertainty and raise the floor of that room so your offense can function the way you want it to and add that security and insurance. I'm all about that. So I, I, I love the signing of Melvin Gordon. Hopefully he doesn't fumble the ball as much in crucial situations. But uh, last year he had a little bit of bad luck with those fumbles. The timing, losing all three. Javonta Williams put the ball on the ground twice too. It's just the Broncos covered it up. That's just luck one way or the other. So I'm happy to have Melvin back one year, 1.5 million up to 4 million. That's that's amazing. That's a great deal for, a, uh, for and 
I feel bad for him a little bit because I know he wanted more, but uh, buddy, you're running back on your third contract. It's it's going to be like that. Yeah, I said I thought that was probably the market for him coming out was going to be about four after watching um, Todd Gurley at six for the Falcons because I'm watching the Falcons sign guys like Melvin Gordon and the ceiling for those guys was four to six million uh, on one-year deals. 30-year-old guys come off their second or third contract that have been pushed on by other teams or whatnot. And um, I, I like it. I like him coming in. Um, you know, the question is, and, and Nick, we, we've talked about this before, is every time I started hearing running back, running back, running back, echoing in my head was Mike Boone is gone, Mike Boone is gone, Mike Boone is gone. Or at least he's not the guy and he's just correcting a mistake. It was a mistake signing him, but we're going to correct this early by getting Javante Williams. We're going to re-sign um, <clears throat> towards the end of the free agent market. So you are getting him at a discount rate, a hometown rate. Um, you're going to bring back Melvin Gordon. I just don't think, you know, if I'm, if I'm Mike Boone, I'm asking for my release, you know, at the very, uh, probably, I mean, he had eight carries last year. He only played 73 snaps on special teams. He was a $2 million practice squad player last year, Nick. Uh, to be fair about his snap count and everything, he did suffer a decently significant quad injury, I believe in the joint practice with the Vikings, which kept him out like two thirds of the season. Uh, so that definitely Im impacted his snap total. And last year, the Broncos had a knock on wood here. Sorry, nobody's at the door, dog. Um, had a relative good streak of injury luck at the running back position. To see both your running backs, I think Melvin Gordon only missed that at Kansas City game. That's that's an oddity uh, for a position that mm -hmm. takes as much pounding and pain oh. as the running back. Well, and it's it's a it's to me it's a testament of. And I said this last night, and I don't want to say it too much. I'm going to get labeled here, but. Shermer and Fangio didn't do everything wrong. How they handled the running back situation, I thought, last year was very good. You had a, an expensive running back on the last year of his contract. You open the season with him getting a majority of the carries, and you close the season tilting that towards your younger, better, more effective running back in Javante Williams, who you eased into a 17-game season a little slower. Yeah, I think it's going to flip this year. I think at least it's 60-40. Uh, the, the carries were almost exactly 50-50 last year. I think it's going to be at least 60-40 with Javante Williams getting the bulk of the carries when it matters. And yeah. he will be more fresh when it matters, crunch time, playoff runs, et cetera, et cetera, because you've got a very good second back in Melvin Gordon. I like yeah. the signing. At the price, come on. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for the comment, Clayton. Always good to see you. Uh, we also got Daniel Sw uh, Swoford coming in here with the support as well. Thank you so much, Daniel. We appreciate you. And uh, good morning to you wherever you are. I know this is a uh, Broncos for breakfast. Make sure you guys are following Scott and I. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're going to be live tonight covering the first round. We're going to be covering the second round Friday. We're going to be live day three. I I know a lot of Broncos country is going to be covering the draft and whatnot. I don't know a soul that's going to be covering day three, except the psychopaths here on Mile High Huddle that just can't get enough. Uh, last year, we were live first round, second round, third round, and then we did a wrap uh, recap show as well. So talk about your throat going out, Scott. I think you're going to have to maybe, you know, go to the bullpen early. Uh, <laughs> well, so I won't be here Saturday. Saturday turns into kids days for me. So I'll be out That's watching. Fair. Let's see. <clears throat> 10 o'clock baseball, one o'clock soccer, two o'clock baseball. So I'll be back home about five. If y'all are still working at five, then I'll be available. But uh, weekends, weekends end up getting eaten up a little bit for me. So uh, good morning, Mark Schrader and Roy Osborne and Jacob Foster, the silent one coming in with some 
some big stars in the coffee sticker. So thank you, sir. And get your Broncos for breakfast mud at huddleuppod.com with all of your merchandise. Get a mug like this or a hat like him. Anyway, yeah. you know how it goes. Absolutely. I'm a Brandon, baby. Got to do it. Says Chad, Chad still needs to send me a mile high huddle polo. I keep teasing him about that. Come on, man. It's it's free Brandon. I'll wear it. Um, Dom Hermio coming in here saying good morning. Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Uh, how do you? Oops, sorry. I was let's, real quick. This one. How do you boys feel about our three new signings yesterday? Uh, don't feel anything about them because they're just kind of back into the guys that are going to be competing for roster spots. If they stand out in training camp or if they stand out in preseason, then I'll take notice because that's kind of when I start to really value those guys. Like who the Broncos signed J.R. Reed, uh, like a fifth safety or something. I'm going to be looking out for J.R. Reed, you know, third or fourth quarter in the preseason games. And if I, I'm going to keep my ear to the ground here, if there's any buzz, but for a lot of these guys, they're trying to get to the, the 90, right? And not just the say, 50. I mean, you're, you're, what, do you, what do you have? You might know the number, but I mean, what is at, at, at one at, during the course of the 365 day season? What is the highest amount of roster spots you're allowed to have, including practice squads? So like I think 100. I thought I thought it was 90, but they might have raised it to 100. Yeah, but it's at least 90, right? I mean, I yeah. thought it was like 95. I'm yeah. like, so half the guys that we're talking about that are these new guys, they're not going to be around. They're not going to be around in September. So just remember, like, what are we doing? We're, we're filling out the 90 so we can yeah. have full squad scrimmages, et cetera, et cetera, in, in, during, uh, during camp. Mm-hmm. Most of these guys will make it. Most of these guys that we're talking about now, they won't be around. Uh, if they are around, God bless them. Good, good yeah, for them. Absolutely. Get an opportunity. That's all you can ask for is an opportunity, and then and then go go earn it from there. But as Nick said, there's not a lot new. Now the the guy yesterday was bless. I forgot his last name. Bless Austin. You know he's got some experience starting. He's got mm-hmm. some experience on special teams. Uh, decent size, six one hundred ninety five pounds. You know maybe he can make a, a rotational, you know a seventh defensive back. Maybe we'll see. We will see. Yeah, absolutely. And we had Gary Leeds Palmer coming in somewhere. There he is. Happy draft day. Happy draft day to you, Gary Leeds Palmer. Scott, uh, I got something to admit here. I've never seen the movie draft day. I know it's uh, kind of a... It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, I've heard it's like a little it. bit yeah, cringy. Yeah, I like it. I'm, um, there's... It was... It, I, I like the movie. I I enjoyed the movie. Um, Flat out. That's, that's all I can say. I, I, I'm, not too, I'm not too overly critical on movies. It's like, if I... Yeah. Is it worth two hours of your time? If the answer is yes, then I'd say okay, I enjoyed it. Now I've got rankings for them, mm-hmm. but yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a, it's got a good, you know, final scene, you know, the uh, and everything. So it, it was, uh, it was, it's worth a watch. It's yeah. worth a watch. Uh, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? My, for me, I really loved the first Donnie Darko, a uh, fun movie, Jake Gyllenhaal, all that. But the, uh, oh, what is it? God, what do you call this? There's the sequel, S Darko. The worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I we my buddy and I watched it, and then we convinced our friend that it was the best thing ever, and he he right, watched. What's it the name of the guy who played Aragon in uh, in the in the in the um... Vigo Mortensen? Vigo, okay, Vigo. See, and I'll say the worst movie I ever saw for a movie that I actually had high hopes for because it was a decent premise. Let me look up the name of it. Was it The Art of War or something? Or... No, um, it was Hidalgo. <laughs> The it horse. Was, uh, let me see. Here, keep I'm talking. And I'll find I'm gonna let Scott look up to. I'm gonna say hello to some people coming in here, saying Jeremy Bales. Let's go. Good morning. Good to see you, Jeremy. Uh, Kenny Wong saying I appreciate the content in the morning, boys. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Kenny. We appreciate that. It was a history of violence. That's the was, one I was thinking. Yep. Was the name of it? And oh my god, I'm like, I mean, sure, there's worse movies out there, but I actually yeah. thought well, I was gonna enjoy this. And it started off with like this 
you know, kind of scene where it's not the main characters, but it's violent and they kind of lead into those like, okay, this is cool. And then, oh my God, it just went off the rails. It was just absolutely horrendous. And is I he think an arms, arms dealer in that one. I think, you know, it's, it's kind of like a mob movie of some sorts, but I okay. think, um, one of the supporting characters, what's his, what's his name? William Hurt. I think William Hurt actually got an award for it. it to me, it was one of those guys. It was director David Cronenberg, writer John Wagner. And it, it, there were some names in it. And it was, to me, it was a, an emperor has no clothes movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. this movie is absolutely awful. But people are saying, oh, it's great. What well, it was Eyes Wide Shut? It was horrendous. Just terrible movie. But hey, it's Stanley Kubrick. It must be good. You know, one of those type of things. But uh the uh, history of violence is like my number one of, I can't believe I just watched this movie. Yeah. Well, it's for me, S Darko. Don't waste your time. Donnie Darko. Great. S Darko. <laughs> oh, oh my God. What a steaming pile. Uh, Greg Smith coming in and saying, aloha to Scott. Nick It's draft. day." absolutely all says good morning. Broncos for breakfast. My got man, Dango Dan, perhaps the most anticlimactic draft day for the Broncos fans in memory, but I'm here for it. Go Broncos. Anticlimactic would be the Broncos. Or would this be more climatic? Let's say you're getting to your pick, into your pick, and then all of a sudden, boom, Broncos trade out of the first round completely. You wasted that whole time. I guess that's building to that, – that's a letdown. That's this a, is, a blue this is opening day. Since they put it all on one day, your Thursday is like – Yeah. But Friday and Saturday, all right. I start getting a little bit excited. And Mark Schrader, I see this is waiting for my care package. Uh, I'm going to hit Chad up on that one um, when he gets back. I'll make sure – I'll make sure that happens um, yep. for sh- for sure. Uh, I don't know where he is on that. I know he's got a lot of things going on, but that doesn't. This is one of the things that needs to be going on. We'll we'll get this taken care of. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to Mark Travis in here. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Happy draft day, DeAndre Weatherspoon. Good morning, it's draft day. Paul's in the house too. Good morning, Nick and Scott and D Porter saying, "Hey guys, I'm curious. Do you guys think the Broncos? Do you guys go to a lot of Broncos home games?" I've been to many Broncos away games, but I've not been to many home games because just I'm, I'm closer to other stadiums. I have been historically made a few trips to Lambeau, made, made it to soldier field, gone to arrowhead four times, went, saw the Broncos, uh, saw Emmanuel Sanders get his head knocked off in uh God. What season was that? That was the 2014 season uh, down in St. Louis. And I've seen the Broncos lose to the, uh, the Colts a couple times too. get, this is the dirty secret. I've been to eight Bronco games. I've never seen them win. I've never seen them win live, and I've been to eight games. Um, I don't go to many NFL games, period. Um, Mm -hmm. One, uh, my weekends are taken up by my kids. Uh, Two, it's gotten expensive. Three, it's too time-consuming. It's, you know, I don't have six to eight hours to pour into one event. Uh, College is even worse. Um, but you know, I, I have, I have, a Atlanta United season tickets, but I've quit going to that cause they've doubled the prices, but you know, those are 90 minutes in and out, you know, three, four hours. I am home by, you know, a, a decent hour and it's not eating up my entire Sunday. Um, but the, uh, I've got other stuff going on to go to games where I'd rather sit home and watch it on a big screen and be able to watch multiple things at once. So I didn't go to many college games either. Cause I'd watch 10 games yeah. and you make a commitment to, a game that's the only game you're really going to be able to watch. And I've been a fan of everything where I'd sit down and watch 10 games. So I don't, I don't go, I don't remember the last NFL game I went to. I may, it may have been uh, Atlanta at Oakland in 2008 might've been the last NFL game I went to. 
I went to the Broncos losing to the Rams, uh, the game when Bradley Chubb had like two and a half sacks uh, against Andrew Whitworth. It was a great game. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, hello to Paul. Good to see you, Paul. Roy Osborne in the house, too. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Happy draft day. Juan Gonzalez in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Happy draft weekend, Broncos country around the world. Uh, thoughts on the Broncos taking Christian Harris, Jamie Record, Kevin Austin Jr., Max Mitchell, and Donovan West. I, uh, the ones that stick out to me here that I really like are... Uh, I love Kevin Austin Jr. I went back to his tape. He's had, he dealt with a foot injury at Notre Dame. He also dealt with some breaking of team rules early in his career. And I know Notre Dame has a little bit more strict demands of their players than other programs. So not sure the specifics there, but uh, he is a six foot two, 205 pound player who had like 95th percentile, 90th percentile jumps and ran a really good 40 and very physical at the catch point. Very good blocker. I wish he was a little bit better in the yak department, but I think there's a lot of, developmental meat on the bone uh, with Kevin Austin Jr. He's one of my favorite players. And Jeremy Ruckert, I've loved Jeremy Ruckert since, you know, last year because Justin Fields hitting him up the seam was a work of art. But uh, I really like Ruckert. I wouldn't take him day two uh, just because I like a lot of these tight ends there. I'm probably going to sit on my hands until those two fourth round picks. Uh, But I guess if they took him at 96, I could talk myself into it because he's a very good blocker and uh, can make some tough catches. And I, like I, I know you said you like Kevin Austin Jr. And Christian Harris is a good linebacker. Max Mitchell, I'm not a huge fan of. Sixth round or later, and okay, I can see mm-hmm. it. Uh, and Donovan West is a guy that shows up a lot on the, the PFF rankings, and we pass him every time. They're, they're too high on him. I think mm-hmm. they have him like middle of the third round, and I wouldn't take him till the middle of like the fourth round or early fifth. <clears> so is what it is. Um, he's, We got Mark saying, I really like what Scott said about possibly waiting until next year for running back space out the cheaper contracts. I think I said that yesterday. I that sounds like a Nick thing to me. I just, I would absolutely agree with it. Um, again, you don't need a running back this year now. And yeah. you know, uh, I, I think one of the things that Zach pushed back on last year is he, he's, he's a fan of Javante. He thinks Javante will be around for a decade, not, you know, four years, maybe a second contract. We'll see. If you're if you hold him down to 200 and 250 carries a season, you can get him into a second contract, but then you don't want to pay him like a 400 carry guy down guy. And someone might, someone yeah. might want to do that. Yeah, I am. Uh, you lease running backs, you don't buy them, uh, unfortunately. But uh, that that was me, Mark. Come on, the brilliance is coming mostly from over there. So I get why you're why you're doing that. But sometimes, you know, I kind of comatose myself into saying something intelligent. Um, we so also it's, got uh, he's got the looks. I've got the brains. Let's make us some money. That's there we a, go. An old eighty song, I think. I don't think if I have the looks either. Pet Shop Boys or somebody like that. A little bit before my time there, Scott. The first music I remember is, <laughs> you know, now five uh, dating back, but now four yeah, actually. I'm listening to music after like two thousand. So, I uh, like my I idea of new is like a, a, a ten year old disturbed album. I'm I'm on the total totally different wavelength with music. I've been uh, on a Stephen and Garfunkel kick recently. That's been uh that's been my area. Stephen um, and Garfunkel. Simon, excuse me. Jesus. Like, God, I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's that's old speaking. That's, you know, my parents age. Yeah. No, boomer, Simon and Gar- boomer music. And it's I'm like, Stephen, is this new? Maybe this is no, like no, no, double no, no, cellos no. or something. What the hell is he talking about? Simon and Garfunkel. Excuse me. I'm also going to see Paul McCartney next Tuesday. So that'll be great too. talking about your parents music. Um, Daniel coming in saying good morning, guys. Starting the morning with some Broncos for breakfast and draft day. Can't wait for tonight. Merry draft day. Merry draft miss. A lot of fun here. Um, we got the, I think Twitter hander is the best name ever. I don't know that oh, total handle handle. Okay. For sure. I get you. And uh, we got CC's in the house. Good morning to you. Uh, Eddie saying, how's our tight end room looking like Broncos are probably going to add a tight end at some point in the draft, but uh, don't forget they did work out uh, 
Kyle Rudolph, and he has not been signed yet. So let's say the Broncos, for some reason, don't take a tight end in the first, you know, 120 picks. Uh, then they can easily go back and get Kyle Rudolph for, you know, what is it? One year, $3 million contract with some incentives in it, or one year, $2 million contract with incentives up to four. That would make a lot of sense. The tight end room isn't looking amazing, uh, but I don't think it's a super valuable position. Like, are we debating how the Broncos long snappers competition is looking? It's not to that extent, but I just don't think it's that valuable of a position with this offense. And it's not just because Russell Wilson doesn't historically utilize the tight end to a high volume. Uh, Neither did the Packers uh, with Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, Robert Tanyan was essentially a red zone only option. That's why he had like 10 touchdowns, but only like 20 catches or something crazy. And Mercedes Lewis was utilized as a de facto six offensive lineman, just not high volume position in Nathaniel Hackett's offense with Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson doesn't use it either. So I just think it's very much an overblown uh, position. And if there wasn't Trey McBride sitting there, the local kid, we would not be talking about it nearly as much. I think it was Mel Kiper had uh, had Trey McBride in the first. Yeah, today loves, was, uh, was a little high. So good morning, CC. Good morning, all. And Ashley Watson <clears throat> has a question that I think you'll you'll want to hit on, Nick, because yeah. uh, for me, I know you like Chad Muma. What mm-hmm. is the right spot? Where where would you consider Chad Mumba? If, if he goes, if he's taken at 64, would you be like, all right, not my choice, but I can get behind it? 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a really good coverage linebacker. I think his instincts in space are fantastic. He's super smooth. Uh, you Most linebackers are like, oh, we need somebody to match up against Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. Teams aren't doing that, period. There's more zone match concepts than we've ever seen before. You're not putting linebackers in space that often. And if they are playing over the slot, it's a too high safety shell behind them where there's help uh, where they don't, you know, they're not on an island. So people screaming about the linebackers stopping those tight ends. I think are really missing a massive conceptual piece of the puzzle of how defenses are working right now. Chad Mumet 64 though. I'd be fine with it. Uh, I think he's going to go anywhere from 50 to 75. That seems like the range for him. Really good day two linebacker class this year. He could be one of the better ones. Uh, Eric Weber coming in here saying morning, Nick Scott and MHH crew and Broncos country excited to see what Peyton and company do in this draft. Are any of the three recent ads in bless Austin, anything more than camp bodies practice squad. I know uh blessing has had some, um, uh, play here and there he definitely could make the roster and this is one of those ones where ask me again after the draft if the broncos use two picks let's say uh, their second rounder on a cornerback and then a fifth rounder on a cornerback austin i think has a harder chance to make the roster but if they walk away with only one and it's in the sixth round then a better chance but um we'll see this is again just filling out those interesting back end of the roster camp roster uh camp battle spots uh that we'll see with these guys yeah, I, I mentioned Bless earlier too, Eric, mm-hmm. just because he's got some starting experience. He's got like 17, 18 starts in the last two, three seasons. Didn't start much last year. What was he with the Seahawks last year? He was a Jets yep. draft pick. Fell a little bit out of Rutgers because of a bad pro day, but then ran faster a second go round. So uh, bounced on and off the injury list for one reason or another um, mm-hmm. in, in, some, in, in his career. So he's got a chance. He could add some depth and could, could make a roster. <clears throat> could make a mm-hmm. roster. Absolutely. We also got Edward in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Uh, and we got uh, Michaela coming in. If they give the Melvin the ball at big moments, I'll have a heart attack. I can't handle it. Yeah, I think that's a little bit. I think it's circumstance. It's such a small sample size. He does need to protect the ball better. But historically, I think his rookie year, he dropped it a lot or his sophomore year in the NFL. But then he corrected it a bit. So I'm guessing this year is going to be a correction season for a Melvin Gordon. Gonna... He's only 30. You know, it's about time for, you know, old dogs. But yeah. no, I, I swear, I, I feel like it's like karma. 
You know, everybody's thinking the same thing when he touches the ball. And it's not, you know, he could take this to the house. It's yeah. don't fumble. You know, 80,000 people sending that vibe one way. And what happens? The ball just pops out. I mean, something's going on out there. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, we got Michael Kerr coming in saying, hey, Scott, what are your first three positional picks regardless of BPA? And Nick, what about you? Do either of you seeing us trade up to the second round using late round picks to trade up or stocking up for next year? Um, three positions for me that the Broncos... <laughs> It's three that uh, George Payton discussed, and it's three that uh, James Palmer discussed saying the Broncos should you keep an eye out for him. Edge rusher, <laughs> cornerback, offensive tackle. Those Done. are the three value positions. Then if you can get <laughs> one of those guys there and fill out that roster, and it's like you should be okay there in 2022, but all three of those spots could have gaping holes in 2023 where you don't have a lot of salary cap to spend. So if you can get somebody who is a rotational player this year that then can step in and be a starter in 2023, that's playing the draft right. That's team building right. Uh, those are positions that's hard to find quality players the further you get from the first round. So those are the areas where I would be looking to target, even to the extent as Michael talks about here, with a slight trade up. Like let's say Drake Jackson, Josh Pascal, or uh, those two. I mean, those are two good names. Fall to pick 61. Okay, uh, would you be interested in my fifth round pick and pick 64 for me to jump up five spots to get that you know last tier of edge rusher? Oh, yeah? Okay, I'm going to go up and get that guy. Even though I need picks, that's not a big cost for me to get that tier of player to ensure that I get the last one on that tier. It's kind of like what the Broncos did last year, moving up from 40 to 35 to get Javante Williams. Only five spots, gave up a fourth-round pick. It's It costs more because it's higher up in the draft. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something I'd be looking to do for sure. Um, And and Nick nailed the positions. It's, it's right tackle, edge, defensive back. I'll go as far as wrap in defensive back because you could probably – well, you're okay at safety now this year. So uh, another corner. You need six defensive corners. Line? Defensive line because the, the, you keep <laughs> drafting Perrion Winfrey, Logan Hall. I mean, that's another one. Sorry, yeah. Scott. I mean, there's – there's God, if we graded the positions, yes. I, I think you need a, a, a defensive end in your 3-4. That's mm -hmm. that's a that's a decent that's an under talked about need right now. I mean, you addressed one of those, um, um, or would you say nose guard? I mean, nose guard maybe more so. Either way, uh, get a get another big good player man, on big the, men, big men with length. And this is something I think it was uh, Albright and Ryan Edwards who do great work over at uh, KOA, but they predicted the Broncos to take Nick Benito at 64. And I just got to say like, it's some people think blondes are the best. Some people are really attracted to redheads, you know, whatever for me, the small statured tweet, uh, are they off ball? Are they on the line of scrimmage linebackers that need to press a single gap that can't contain with length and mass on the edge? Not for me, not for me in order to play more defensive backs in order to play two high safety shells in order to play lighter boxes, you need to have length and mass along the defensive line. And uh, he's the opposite of that. So not for me. Uh, that's See, not my guy. And I'm completely open-minded. I do not discriminate because I think I Mystique is super hot and she's blue. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and no, it's uh, it's just just not for me. Um, that kind of player. And uh, it's probably one reason I'm so against Malik Reed. You really limit yourself on your front and what you can do to fill those gaps in the run game when you have somebody who is singular gap centric. Um, not for me. Uh, John, John Clay, Clay comes in with the green. He says, good morning, gents. Happy draft day. Troy Anderson, no matter what, go Broncos. If Troy Anderson's healthy and remains healthy, he's going to be a pro bowler. I, I, I think that I would love that pick. I'm looking forward to him playing. Uh, Daniel Swafford has come in with, uh, and we'll hit this one real quick. For me, Quay Walker, Christian Harris, Chad Moomer, Troy Anderson. I like Troy Anderson the best of that bunch. But I, to oh. be fair, I don't know Quay Walker as well, uh, despite you the should. fact that he went to UGA. Uh, so he, of the guys I know, 
uh, of the other three. For me, the two I've seen the most, which was Senior Bowl and, and NFL Combine, was Chad Moomer or Troy Anderson. I like Troy Anderson better than Chad Moomer. I do. Yeah. Uh, you should know Quay Walker. Say? I said that backwards. It's you echoing my head it. backwards. I like Troy Anderson better than Chad Muma. That's what you said. Okay. Um, you should watch Quay Walker, just to, for starters. Um, he yeah. is closer to my linebacker two in this class with uh, <clears throat> Devin Lloyd than he is linebacker three for me, who mm-hmm. is actually Chad Muma. And then I have N'Kobe Dean because I'm not about small in the front seven. Uh, small, lacking length. Sorry, I can find body types like that later. Too much of an outlier. Um, Quay Walker is special. I think his draft prop odds for going in the first round have uh, doubled in the last. I don't know how odds work. It went from like plus 400 to plus 200 or something uh, just in like one week. He's going in yeah, the first that's, round. That's that's in half. That means... That means uh, if you were to bet 100, you would win 400. Or if you were to bet 100, you would win 200. Yep. So he's uh, he's dipping down quickly. Teams love his length. He played, I think, three times the snaps in the slot of uh, N'Kobe Dean. He's He jumped out of the gym. He's got a 97th percentile wingspan. Um, he's built like a linebacker. He's a really good player. After that, I'd go Chad Muma. Then I would go Troy Anderson. The big thing with Troy Anderson for me is that I'm a little bit skeeved out about the shoulder. He's had reconstructive shoulder mm-hmm. surgery, and that is something. How long that, ago was that? You said high school. I mean, it was high school, but if I made 150 he, tackles last year and has one player of the year on two different sides of the ball since then, it's enough of a concern that uh, it was brought to my attention as something that uh, this is well, this was flagged. A guy that we, we, we brought up yesterday that not we as talking uh, with some friends about Brian Bosworth, like what happened with that guy? Because we, we were talking about draft and draft bus yeah. and stuff. I'm like, his shoulders were done at, at Oklahoma, his shoulders were done. So he was damaged goods when he got to the NFL, but he was able to fake his way through it enough where he got that giant paycheck from, you know, that giant contract from the Seahawks and good for him. Cause he, he uh, his shoulders were, were, were cashed by the Bo time Jackson he even got to the NFL. And Bo what Jackson, now? Bo Jackson killed him. That's because of Bo eh, at the, the goal. Yeah, line I, I, I don't know. I mean, that was, there was a lot of hype in that one. Yeah. Uh, Bo was, Bo was darn good, but that was, Bo had an angle, and Bosworth just wasn't going to catch him. Nobody was catching Bo getting to the corner no, in those days. No, no, no. Just, just fine. So, okay. But Daniel Swafford uh, comes in. He's got some big stars today. Oh, hell yeah, Daniel. Uh, Thank you. So, since Denver has no picks tonight, are there any teams you're excited to watch pick tonight? Any players you're hoping to see land in specific cities? It seems like the Steelers really want Malik Willis. I'd be happy for Malik Willis to go to a place like that where he is really wanted and embraced and has a chance where he's not going to it's it's not high enough where he's expected to play right away because um, mm-hmm. he doesn't need to play right away. He could use a, a red shirt year in the NFL. Um, I enjoy seeing what the Ravens do. The Ravens always seem to get one of those athletic plus guys that seems to fall to them somehow, some way. And maybe it's a positional value thing, Nick. I don't know. But, you know, they've got freaks on defense. You know, okay, Adafa Owe didn't have all that great production. Yeah, we'll take him. We'll take the guy that is, you know, built like LeBron James and uh, yeah. and, and has about the same amount of athleticism, if not more. Uh, yeah. We'll take that guy. We'll take a chance on that guy. So, you know, Jordan Davis, um, Jermaine Johnson, these guys that are just really, really good that seem to not quite fit in the top 10 for one reason or another. I enjoy watching them draft uh, and, and see what they do. But again, I, I want the players to go to a place where they're going to be successful. I root for players. I'll root for every single player except the ones that go to the uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers tonight. I'll just I have to root against them, and I'm a little bit concerned there with the Chiefs, those two back end first round picks, because I think there's a lot of 
value in the back end of the first round this year from like picks 20 to 50. I think there's a really good, that's a good crop this year compared to last year uh, as well. And, and typical years it's a deeper class this year in general, because the sick bug stuff that was going on an older class, but a deeper class. Um, but really curious to see what a bunch of these teams do. I'm interested to see what the saints do. I mean, saints draft different than anybody else in the league and they have two first round picks. So they're going to move up for a tackle. Are they going to, uh, sit there and take an offensive tackle and a wide receiver? They're going to take a quarterback. Lord only knows uh, what the saints do. They have a different process than everyone else. And uh, they get a lot of credit for being a really good drafting team. I think they're living a little bit off of their 2017 class right now that had, you know, Ryan Ramchek, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, God, their nose tackle, who's incredible, too. They had a couple of it. Marcus Williams was in that class, too. That was a hell of a draft class by the Saints. We'll see if they can keep that up. Chad, Chad Beach, Beach coming, coming in. in with some big stars. Says, good morning, football priest. Yeah. That's not us. They they do call me the deacon, though. I will not, as an honorary, like, half priest or something below, they call me the deacon. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna call myself that. Uh, I'll be the but, demon to your deacon. Yeah. <laughs> um, haven't caught a live for a minute. Been busy with my son's baseball league. You know, I agreed to produce at 8 o'clock when I stopped coaching baseball. Because mm-hmm. it does take a lot of time. Uh, and it's very satisfying helping coaches team. So congratulations. And I think everybody should take a turn as a rec coach and an official. Either an umpire, linesman, whatever you want to call it. If you're watching rec sports, take a chance out there and referee a game. One or two, and you'll learn a lot. Uh, hope we kill this draft with our picks this weekend. Also, good morning, Broncos country. It's, uh, it's, it's not the worst draft in the world to not be in the first round. You know, having those multiple picks in the middle rounds, the strengths of this draft are rounds two, three, and four, in my opinion. Yep. So got lots of picks in two, three, and four. So it should be, you should be able to come out of this with impact players. You should. You should be able to come mm-hmm. out of this with several impact players. Maybe not quite like last year because your roster is better, and, and, uh, but the system's different. So we'll see. But yeah. uh, last year was a pretty amazing draft. <laughs> yeah. And Chad coming in saying soccer talk is why I can't watch the show every day. I don't even remember talking soccer today. Oh, I think I said that, you know, I'm more worried about Chelsea playing Manchester United than I am about what the Atlanta Falcons draft. That may have taken up 15 seconds. Well, now it's 30 seconds, Chad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ha ha ha. No. Okay. Um, Before we get into our uh, talk about, we're going to do another mock because why not? Uh, but Scott, I want to talk to you a little bit about, so the Broncos aren't picking in the first round. The Raiders aren't picking in the first round, but the chiefs have two picks and the chargers have a pick there at 17. I think the chiefs are 27 and 28, something like that. Um, so I'm curious, what is your picks that you would absolutely hate for these players to go uh, to those spots or ones that I guess you don't hate cause you're just analyzing, but ones that would be fantastic picks for how you perceive those teams. And therefore Broncos country should hate uh, because we don't, we want those guys picking buses. Yeah. I mean, frankly, I don't know the team's needs as much as I know the players. So if they're getting good players, then it'll be okay. You know, that's when you start wondering, like was, was Landon Dickerson, you know, was that the mm-hmm. best pick for the Raiders last year? No, it wasn't. It turned out that he ended up they moved him to guard. Alex Leatherwood. Leatherwood. I'm sorry. Yep. Dickerson was the center. He went to the Eagles. Yep. Yeah, that he was the center. Sorry, Leatherwood. Um, mm-hmm. They they took him as a tackle. Talk they you know there was talk early that they reached it was that was a reach and it, they moved him to guard and he wasn't very good. So mm-hmm. if you're getting good players, you're going to be okay. As far as okay, they don't need this guy. You you always need good players. So there are guys in this group that I think are overrated. Zion mm-hmm. Johnson, I think does, I don't think he belongs in the first round. And if someone, whoever takes him in the first round tonight, that's what I'm going to say. I say this is a reach. 
Um, he cross-trained at center and guard. I don't think he was great at center. I haven't seen him as much at guard where he might be, but he was getting overpowered. You know, I don't want my 6'3 guy built like a brick house getting pushed backwards. That's why I have guards. I need guys that can squat at house and bench press a piano. So Zion Johnson's a guy in there that I'm not overly, overly high on. Yeah, that's apparently he's brilliant, uh, super duper smart. Um, so that really matters for the center position. Uh, center's intelligence is probably one of the key things for that position. That's why you don't have amazing Ross numbers. I did a, just did an article about the world's Broncos. smartest chicken is still going to get killed by the world's dumbest lion. That was, yeah, was a, that was a show. I forgot the name of the show, but it was about this group of gifted kids. And they're like, we're going to we're going to beat the jocks. We're going to beat them with our strategy and brains. And they went out and got killed. And they're like, you know, some people are just better at dumb things. The, the world's group of dumbest chickens put in a cage is their smartest chickens is still going to get beat by the smartest, the dumbest lions. So I don't care how smart you are if you're getting overpowered. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a line, of course, but the center yeah. position, I mean, if you go back and look at Rodney Hudson's testing numbers, they are freaking dreadful, but he's been one of the best centers in football the last 15, 20 years. Um, Alex Mack is, can't move that well anymore, but Kyle Shanahan made a decision that I'm never going to run an offensive line again in my life without Alex Mack. Uh, he's been following him everywhere. So uh, intelligence of that position really does matter. Athleticism nice depends on the scheme, but you really got to know your stuff as a center uh, getting into it though. So for me, the chargers are picking at pick 17. I believe I have two players that I think would, I would just, you know, curl up and cry. You'd see me kind of go blank face. If this one got announced there for that pick 17. Um, and for me, one of the picks at 17, if he fell there would be uh, Jameson Williams, uh, wide receiver from Alabama going to the chargers. Um, he is, there's been a lot of hype this last week that Jameson Williams is actually going to go higher. I think as far as Eight, honest so, to God, you know, one, one of those guys, uh, let me see who it was. Someone had him. Daniel Jeremiah has him number eight to the Falcons. Yeah. Well, I hope that's the case. And they I can don't... afford to wait and he's going to suck. <laughs> I mean, and they're going to suck because he's yeah. hurt. Well, he is, he's not like, he's kind of got similar speed to Henry Ruggs, but he's far more physical uh, than Henry Ruggs is. And I think he'd have gone, honest to God, he, we might be talking about him at three through eight uh, if he hadn't gotten injured falls down the board a bit because of the injury and I would cry if he went to the the Chargers because you add him to Justin Herbert's incredible down the field arm and how much he compliments Keenan Allen and Mike Williams I mean talk about totally different uh, types of receivers there in Keenan Allen Mike Williams and Jameson Williams that would I think unlock that Chargers offense to a level that would be hard for me to handle uh, over the next few seasons. It really, it really ticked me off. Um, the other one there at uh, 17, that would make me very upset if the chargers went this way is uh, if Jordan Davis fell there, I know they paid Austin Johnson. I know they brought in Sebastian Joseph day, but Brandon Staley <clears throat> is one of the key disciples, uh, the key tenants of the, I'm going to play big, thick, long, two gapping gap and a half in offensive lineman because the linebackers don't mean bleep in today's NFL. And, uh, hyperbole there, but I'm going to, I'm going to want to play as much too high as I can, as many light boxes as possible. And in order to do that, I need strength and mass and length along the defensive front and Jordan Davis, what he would do there to free up Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and all those other guys, Derwin James playing cleaner on that second level. Ugh, I would hate that so much. I would, I would hate that so much. So those are the two for me at the charters that I'm, I'm revolting. Want, I, I, want, I, I regret the player that they're one of those are going to get is, uh, is Nicobe Dean because you don't like linebackers and he's just going to terrorize you for a decade. You know what? Last time I felt this emboldened, Nicobe Dean's a totally different player than this guy, but the Chargers trading up in the first round to get uh, 
Kenneth Murray. I'm still laughing about that. And I, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What idiots fools. No. Um, yeah. God dog chasing cars out there. Nicobe Dean's a lot different than that, uh, type of player. But I said, and when that draft happens, like, listen, trading up for Kenneth Murray for a linebacker and giving up all that capital to go get an off ball linebacker is stupid. But if Justin Herbert hits, it doesn't mean matter at all. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Cause they got the franchise quarterback. So it is what it is. Um, yeah. Nick is I'm, revolting and I'm he stinks. To, I don't know if this is to me. The US Dave, that hurts. I don't know if that's true. Um, I think you might be talking about Kenneth Murray. He's yeah, he's bad. Um, Kenneth Murray is terrible. Okay, so the Chiefs now. Um, who do you think about the Chiefs being terrible picks there uh for the Broncos if they they went that guy? I'm gonna throw out one here. It's my guy, it's my favorite guy in the whole class, honestly. It's Daxton Hill. I really hope that Daxton Hill doesn't go there. I've heard that Daxton Hill could go as high as 14 uh to the Ravens. They're looking for a defensive back that can play cornerback. Um, so that's a name to look out for there. But if Daxon Hill falls to the Chiefs, I'm probably going to have to uh, go take a lap. Um, I mean, who who could be in that area that could either come down? What about Travis Jones? You know, is is you know, if I've got if I'm counting on a yeah. running game, and I've got two running backs that I'm counting on, yeah. I think the Broncos are going to try and be play action balance. They're not going to necessarily be four wide all the time, or you know, run and run and shoots. They're going to want to run the ball. Travis Jones would be a pretty darn good pick for them in the middle yeah. of the the defense i mean they, they're they're not bad there now but that's not somebody i want to try on the ball against for the next decade yeah no totally that's travis jones is one that makes sense to me there that would be setting like i said uh Tommy simmers has a choice here what if you redshirt a guy you know they wait for a year and they, they bring in a guy like david ajabo when he hits you know it's like a 2023 top 15 pick you know what that would be a great pick for the chiefs for what they're doing i don't know if i would hate it if they used a first round pick on that though because because that's just them further choosing to fall back into the pack in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. And that to me says, and you can end the okay, streak this year, Broncos country. <laughs> yep. This is your chance. Broncos country. Like Broncos should giddy up and go. Now I know that probably uh Betty's still going to be on the chiefs. Chargers are right there at the Broncos, but if they take a guy who's probably not going to sit field until, you know, late 2022, if not 2023 was one of those first round picks. Uh, that's something to consider there. And for me, the other positions there that would really bother me if the Chiefs took it. It's a guy that I was high on early. I definitely fell back to the pack the more I watched him because my exposure to him was him absolutely taking a, <laughs> I don't want to say anything too graphic. He beat the crud out of my Hawkeyes. And that's uh, George Karloftis there at the back end of the first round. Super strong at the point of attack and work a little bit on his uh, lateral agility as far as it comes to edge defense. Not the longest guy in the world, but he tested great for his mass. And he's one of the youngest players in this class as well. So if they go Daxon Hill and George Karloftis there with those back-to-back picks, I'm going to be very upset. Um, you can also add in Arnold Ebiketti and Boye Mafia there, but uh, I, th- I think George Karloftis is a slight tier above those guys. Hitting on uh, hitting on my running backs here. I mean, my linebackers here. You know, Chad Muma has more length and spatial awareness, so Muma is a guy. Are we talking about Troy Anderson? Because I feel like that's the conversation. I think so. Uh, the senior bowl measurements, Troy Anderson measured uh, an inch taller, and his wingspan was two inches longer, even though his... He was 32 and an eighth versus 32 and three eighths on the arms. His wingspan was actually two inches longer. So broader shoulders possibly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I think they're fairly similar in those regards. Spatial awareness, I won't comment on. What I do know is when they were side by side, Troy Anderson was the first to the ball every play. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I uh, again, half a dozen one, be happy with either one of them. I got to pick one, so I'm picking Troy Anderson, but he's one of those I wouldn't argue with you over a Chad Muma type, but we got, we're at 50 minutes. You want to blast through a, uh, a mock? Let's do it. The last one. 
Um, and a Savage Boy asking, does the schedules get released today? The schedules are going to get, I believe the date in my head is May 12th. Uh, so two weeks from today, I think, is the schedule release. Don't quote me on that one. <laughs> don't quote me and don't say I got mad. No, uh, that's the one that uh, I think it's May 12th. So I'm eagerly awaiting that one because everyone hope like hell the Broncos do not play at Seattle when I have a backpacking trip booked or one of the numerous weddings that I have to go to this year because I really mm. want to go to that Broncos at Seahawks game. Um, I know it's going to be a hard ticket to get given Russell Wilson, but uh, God, I really hope I can go. And you see it with enough money, you can go anywhere. Um, <laughs> what are you willing to pay? Uh, you see where the sliders are. I'm leaning towards the the PFF board. I am including positional value. I've moved up the needs and and bumped up the randomness. Can you turn up randomness even a little bit more? Just because I'm telling like, there's talk that Jermaine Johnson's going to go number four overall. And some of these guys are going to fall. So like the draft is we undersell the randomness. And we did one the other day where it's like, Nick, this is so unrealistic guys. When the draft happens, we're all going to be, you know, hands on our face, freaking out because of how random the draft is. So I wouldn't, uh, I think the randomness is good to turn up. Well, Nelton uh, Nelton. Coming in, kicking us off with some stars here, kicking off the draft saying it's good afternoon. Football priest in Broncos country. Just finished my working day. Now some time for my favorite YouTube channel. Well, good. Good. We'll be on. Hopefully, you'll be on all night tonight. And I, uh, I clicked on here, and I'm sorry. I that looks weird. <laughs> We're going right. into a different dimension. That's my second screen. I'm like, why is Nick over here doing this and watching himself doing it? Uh, because that's my second screen that I use to keep an eye on uh, the Facebook chat. So I'm not missing folks like you, Elton, uh, as we're going through this, which makes it a little tough sometimes. So I won't do that again, and uh, we'll get going here. So uh, turn up the randomness. I'm going to hit start. We're live. We're live. It looks like Aiden Hutchinson went number one overall. And it sounds like Trevon Walker is going to go number one overall, but that's it could where, still be an offensive it's tackle. It's leaning right now, isn't it? Yeah, could be an offensive tackle too. Um, there goes Trey McBride, one pick before us. Logan Hall, I've been interested in him. There's Arnold Abiketti. Up to one real quick. Aiden Hutchinson one, Stingley two. Stingley's, I told you, I, I said, I, I, when he, I, didn't, I haven't written a lot, but one of the things I wrote when, when Stingley had a really good pro day was, did he just run his way back into the top 10? Yes. Sure looks like it. Yep. A lot of smoke uh, with him going through. Kyle Hamilton at five, uh, which goes uh, Jameis Williams. Um, there's your pick, Ethan. They can be bought. I couldn't be bought last yesterday, but they were, they were bought. And uh, last night we finished and said, you know, what is your best case scenario? Realistic for me, a realistic best case scenario for the Denver Broncos at 64. And for me, it was this guy right here. It was Abraham Lucas. Really yeah. like him at right tackle. I think he's got a strong base. I think he's got a great athlete. You can clean up the technique. That's why you have coaches. What you can't do is uh, it, it is hard to coach up 6'6", 315 with a 4940 and 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 a strong core. That is uh, is hard to coach. So I would go Abraham Lucas in this spot. Could you uh, scroll up to like pick 50 on down? Because this is the area where oh, I think yeah, that I'm you're, you're going to start to see the Broncos maybe make some calls there. Um, and uh, – I'm pulling up Abraham Lucas's uh, mock draftable chart here. Yeah. The thing that seems out for me with Abraham Lucas is he's fine. As far as his body type. I mean, would you like him to be a little bit longer than 33 and seven eighths? Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, that's he's in the average range with uh, arm length and whatnot, and maybe a little bit more explosive with his jumps, but it's the lateral agilities. The lateral agilities for Abraham Lucas are Which insane is your back block. And you're trying to, you know, your, your sidestep is you're trying to spin a guy around the corner. That's why yeah. the lateral the lateral movement is so important for yeah. uh, for these guys. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just the percentiles here stick out. So this is for all offensive linemen dating back to 
1999 that did the agility drills, uh, Abraham Lucas. And this is also a guy, let me remind you, a six foot six and three eighths inch guy. And physics lesson here, the farther you are from the ground, the harder it is to change direction. So uh, here's Abraham Lucas's percentiles with his agility drones, the L drill, the three cone, whatever you want to call it. Seven to five seconds. Yeah, bring, bring up that. Show that graphic real quick. Okay. Um, let me do it. Everybody biding my time. Gonna bring it up in a second. Here we go. Boom. And uh, here we go. So the percentiles going on here. Seven to five seconds. Three cone. Ninety eighth percentile for offensive tackles. The twenty yard shuttle, which is actually a really good indicator of success at the next level for offensive linemen. Ninety seventh percentile. Uh, Ten yard split. Spider graph. Come on down a little bit. That's a lot of space taken up. The more space you take up, the more area covered, the better. Yep, absolutely. So, I mean, would you like the 10-yard split being a little better? Would you like the vertical jump being better? If they were better, he probably wouldn't be here at 64. He might not be here at 64 anyway. So uh, can you pull it back up just because I want to talk about the potential of trading up uh, for this Broncos team right now. Um, pulling it up. I'll hit add to the stream. There we go. Oh, sorry. I'm, oh, roll- okay. I'm scrolling up. <laughs> I didn't uh Okay, so... Uh, Looking at it here, there's a few names here that stick out to me that is potential trade-up options. Drake Jackson is one of them here. Yes, he'd make a lot of sense. Um, before that, though, I'm not trading up probably before 54 to get him. The other one that sticks out to me here as a potential trade-up is, uh, scroll up a little bit, Kyler Gordon. Um, Kyler Gordon, we haven't talked about him much. Scroll down, he was the Buccaneers pick. You got to give me numbers, dude. Um, Buccaneers, scroll down. It's right there. Yep, 60. There it is, 60. 60, thank you. I didn't see. I just saw the name in the team. Um, <laughs> Kyler Gordon, he's one that there's talk that he could go as high as 17 overall to the Chargers. A lot of teams love his physicality and his length and his fluidity. He's an extremely good tackler and uh, would be great for an off-coverage scheme, kind of that safety cornerback nickel hybrid. So um, shout out to Kyler Gordon. If he was falling down the board here, I might make the call to move up. Uh, because I think he'd be perfect for this scheme. And what is that going to cost you to move up a fifth round pick um, from 64 to 60? I'd be interested there. Um, so how this one played out. First off, I'm calling the uh, Detroit Lions saying, hey, you see Matt Corral right here. I know you want him. I know you want to come up and get a quarterback. But six, 66 and just give us a 2023 fifth round, round pick. The sixth round, fifth round. Yes, yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. Give us a fifth and we'll give you a seventh. How's that sound? Good deal. Awesome. Because um, then you can pick from Troy Anderson or Abraham Lucas. I'd be fine with either of those guys here enough. And this one, though, positional value, the way the play, the the board stacks up. I think you want to go with that position. Okay. And so now I can go the, Troy Anderson again. I'm going to bang the table here for Cam Taylor Britt. Yeah, that's fine. That's so my guy. corner. Yep. Cornerbacks, the only need remaining on this roster. Cam Taylor Britt might go in the middle of the second round, and he is a very good fit. We just talked about how the kind of safety cornerback off coverage hybrid would be a great fit for the Broncos. Um, I'm all about it. So now we're on the board here with the Broncos. We have taken an offensive tackle. We have taken a. I like D'Angelo Malone in this spot. D'Angelo Malone does stick out. Uh, Jelani Woods is there. You could use a second tight end. Could use a second tight end. I think I might wait until the second round. Uh, I might risk. Braxton Jones still being there with my next pick, or I could go, we are, we took a tackle, but this would be to me, Abraham Lucas can come in and play right away. Yep. And uh, Braxton Jones could be a guy and to hedge against uh, Garrett Bowles in a couple of years when his big contract, I might play the value game a little bit lower and uh, wait on Dare Rosenthal, who, you know, I'm a big fan of. Um, I do. That's a good call. um, Let's scroll up a little bit. There's too many tight ends left that I still like. Um, but I think you are hundred percent correct in your evaluation that the, this is an area we need to take an edge and I am between, I don't think we've talked enough about Dominique Robertson, but if you'd rather Doug Malone, I, I like, am I like D'Angelo Malone a little bit better than, than uh, <clears throat> Robertson. I just, the, something about him 
it's just it's a gut feeling for me just watching them move that that Malone just had a little more bounce to him. Okay, well let's I I have we I don't think we've mocked Doug Malone to the Broncos a single time. Um, that and I see that. Uh, what were there here? Let me I'll, I'll get rid of this because it's hard to see. I'll bring it over on the screen. Uh, Edge, D'Angelo Malone, six three two forty three. That doesn't really tell you much. And then Robertson. Dominique Robinson of Miami, Ohio was 6'5", 253, so he's a little bit bigger. 4'7", on the 40, a 41-inch vertical, so he's got it in him. He might just need some technique to drop that into the 4'5s. And he's a weird player because he played quarterback. He switched over to offensive line from quarterback. Uh, be interesting. Wide receiver, quarterback to wide receiver, wide receiver to edge in uh, 2020. I'm not passing Jelante, Jelani Woods at 115, 116. No, is uh, yep. I'm fine with taking Jelani Woods here. This is the tight end game. Um, I'm just curious. Would you go to the tight end position? Yeah. Um, just because I want to. This is everybody's screaming about the tight end. You still got Jeremy Record here. I bet you Kate Otten is still here too. You still got Daniel yep. Billinger. You've got uh, Okowanko, who the Broncos brought in for a visit. I like Jake Ferguson. Um, so this is this is the area where I think the Broncos should wait on tight end. There's always good tight ends here. Now in the draft, could you see tight ends all of a sudden start flying off the board for sure? But I think this is the area where you should be looking for that position. Personally speaking, you almost always get value here. Um, let's scroll down here. Let's keep scrolling. You still got all these good tight ends. Um, for me, the two that stick out are the, the safeties um, and Brandon Smith. Ooh, man. You know what? This is, this is me learning from Mike, uh, Micah Parsons. Guy who, in space, in coverage, I don't think the diagnosing is always great. I don't think he's always the best in coverage. But you're going with a guy that is a height, weight, speak freak. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where you take the guys who you, the instincts you have questions about. He Drop might him be, in the pit, make him fight his way out of it. He might be yeah. an, a, a great edge rusher in this class. Um, mm-hmm. And people keep screaming about, you know, Nick Benito or whatnot. I'm getting Brandon Smith 100 picks later. Um, so... I think Brandon Smith here is really interesting. Now I know that you're definitely projecting on the traits, but I think you're in a position to do that. Uh, I'm not kidding about the athleticism and the length. Brandon Smith has elite length uh, for yeah, the position. He's bigger, as well. longer, quicker, more explosive. He beat Brandon Smith beat Nick Benito in every possible measurement. Nick Benito is a better football player right now, but you're getting Brandon Smith two rounds later. So I I'm very interested in the tools here. This is definitely betting on the, uh, the Ross, the traits, the relative athletic upside, but Which you uh, can do in the, we're in the, we're in our second pick in the fourth round for goodness sakes. Yep, exactly. Sorry. Um, getting Scott all choked up here. I I'm think this is, a, yeah, I think, I think this is a good one here. Um, and you have Josie jewel here for a year and hopefully he can uh, coach him up a bit, but I think that Brandon Smith is an interesting player. We get our, our linebacker that we want. I mean, if you plug in Brandon uh, Smith's, body type at the edge spot he's a little light at 250 but his wingspan and arm length are for edge rushers 86 percentile and you know we talked about needing size yeah Uzurike fits that what i know it says listed here at edge but i think he's 320 yeah he's really good um we haven't taken into your defensive line yet six five and a half 319 with a 33 inch vertical Uh, yeah let's there's there's a body in the middle in the where are we now the fifth round can you scroll down just because I do want to see what's still available here? A lot of running backs, a lot of running backs. There's another linebacker, uh, running back, running back. Eric Johnson, love Eric Johnson, but mm-hmm. um, we'll see if he's still around later. I think you're right. I think the Iowa State guy makes a lot of sense here. Um, he's very much a true run stuffing uh, five technique type, but yeah, it says edge, and people say, Why do you need another edge? Because he's 320 pounds. That's he's, only list- 
He's only listed at edge because he played in a three, three, five stack defense. That's the only reason. And <laughs> yeah, fix that. It doesn't matter what he played in. He's not going to play edge. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, okay. So we're on the board here. And I told you this one lets you cheat because you can get a high grade for Joshua Williams with your last pick and they, and the Sims won't take him because they don't have him graded. Right. Yeah. They're they, maybe I should tell it's the last day, you know, who cares? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to stand on the table here a little bit. And this is one that, uh, People might not like as much given what the Broncos just did, but uh, I don't really care. Ooh, man, you still got Eric Johnson there too. I'm going to put up <laughs> Eric Johnson film. If I've got at least four clips and I'll put something together for tonight uh, just so we can show him uh, during the shows, even if it's not quite en enough clips for YouTube, uh, I'll put him together uh, before we get back live tonight. Cause he was at, he was at the senior bowl and I really liked him. He was a good player. For me, the guy who sticks out, I, and I do really like Eric Johnson. That's a good call. Um, the guy who sticks out for me here is a running back. It's Brian Robinson Jr. Talking the sixth round here, but he is massive. He's a good pass catcher. He does a great job of running his feet. Like if he gets stopped in the backfield, he's great there. Uh, go ahead, Scott. You. He's not that much different than Josh Jacobs. They ran very similarly at Alabama. I, I don't know why he keeps getting pushed down. I think he's going to be one of the first 120 picks in the draft, and we're getting him here at 206. I don't care if it's a need or not. Uh, you're talking sixth round. Get guys who you think can be difference makers on your team. I want a good uh, grade. <laughs> Josh Williams, that's a silly one. Um, let's see if my guy uh, Dare is still here. Ooh, actually, ooh, okay, you took him. Too late. Um, there's the safety also from. <laughs> you're Georgia not going to talk him up and then pass on him with your as your Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, let's see how it turned out here. A minus, A minus, B minus, C plus on Brandon Smith. That's okay. They gave us an A. Overall, we cheated because Josh Williams, but that's okay. Um, there were still some good safeties. A lot of good mind, safeties there. I don't there. mind cheating if I take advantage of the system. It's it's knowledge is power. If I'm the only one that yeah. knows, then, then it's not cheating. That's called yeah. doing your homework. Absolutely. Um, well, this is this worked out about as well as we could have hoped. Um, I do think that, I mean, I have my heart a little bit set on uh, edge there at pick 64. I'm really hoping that one of the ones fall to within range the Broncos can strike. But uh, this worked out about as well as you could hope. Um, I don't know if the carbonation's all that good for you to get Jason to get uh, Jewel for a uh, a friend of mine is named Jason Jewel uh, for Josie Jewel for a Coke machine. So um, I don't, I'm not sure that's the best trade. That that might be you might be uh, given not getting enough back on that. Maybe Powerade. They make they're made by Coca Cola. So at least at least a Powerade machine. Yeah. No, that's a, that's an interesting one. So I really like this and talk about we added some weapons and length. Um, we didn't cheat. We chose not to be dumb. Yeah, it's a little bit late in the game for them to fix this. But uh, I think overall, we did a pretty good job. Look at the first three picks here. Positions of value. Hopefully, all three of these guys are starters in 2023 on very cheap cost control deals, which helps your roster. Um, very valuable. And then after that, we just started to go with athletic specimens with some sort of physical traits that stand out. Jelani Woods uh, could be a very good scheme fit, um, could be end up being a very good blocking tight end and a red zone a 115, weapon. 115, come on. He could, he could, he's going to be in the league for 10 years. Yeah, he... Probably. Um, I hate to talk. In I mean, even yeah. it might not be as a starter, but as a number two or three tight end, he, he's going to have a job for a long, long time. And he makes a lot of sense in the Nathaniel Hackett mold of using tight ends where Robert Tanyan was a red zone guy or a blocker. Not much in between. <laughs> I think Jelani Woods works out that way as well. Brandon Smith, freak athlete, a, a Ruzurike, uh, incre incredible length. Brian Robinson, good player. Joshua Williams, great length. And uh, Dare Robinson, a uh, Rosenthal, very good athlete as well. So really... Uh, this is one of my favorites that we've done, actually, and I think it's actually pretty realistic as well. Uh, the one that I think is the biggest wild card here is uh, Brandon Smith because 
he really is a physical athletic freak specimen. Um, Boomer bust. And let's, like I said, you, you, I've used this story before, you know, about guys that were soft, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you either you, you sink or swim, you know, you throw them down in the practice squad and say, you got to fight your way out of it. Let's see, let's see how long he stays soft. You know, you, you're not, you're taking him in the fourth. So he's not making life changing money. He's still got to earn it. I want to earn this and go get a contract in three years where I can play this. And I've got the athleticism to do it. Now it's up to me. That's not a bad way to be. That's not a bad position to be in. He, he will get a chance because of the tremendous athleticism he has. Now, what do you want to do with it? Do you want to be a football player or not? So again, I kind of like, let's throw him in the crucible and make him fight his way out of it. When he comes out of it, man, he's going to be sharp, real sharp. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, this is a uh, doubling down on potential edge or uh, covering the slot. Those are areas where he can use a lot of work. Um, he's he's interesting, man. He's a really interesting player. Just uh, not a quick processor, but put him on the line of scrimmage. Go get ball. It's yeah, kind of a one job. Go get the quarterback. I mean, yep. you don't have. That's what you do with athletes who aren't instinctual. Put yep. them on in third and second and fifteen. You know, third and eight, third and five or longer. Go get the quarterback. That's your job. I don't care about yep. anything else. That's what you got 10 other guys for. If they want to try and run a screen or do something tricky, chase ball, go get ball. Yep. Absolutely. Water boy. It. Bobby Boucher. I try and tackle. I see the ball and then I tackle that guy. All right. Go Don't smoke crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right, guys. Well, uh, we're going to get on out of here. We're going to be live again in a little bit of time. Answer this so question it's gonna... real quick. Um, how is Lucas hands? I only heard watched a little bit of him. Um, his hands are okay. I mean, there's some tape of, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau beating him. There's tape of uh, Drake Jackson, you know, ghost moving him around the corner. But uh, Abraham Lucas, I think, is a – I don't think his ceiling is actually crazy high, but crazy high floor um, in this draft. He has 50 starts at right tackle. Uh, he's not the most powerful guy at the point of attack, but he moves very well, and he's got the length to do it. So um, I think he's going to be a guy who's probably going to be a solid starter at right tackle in the league, maybe, you know, slightly below average, but you're talking pick 64. Uh, that's a good spot for – a position that's highly sought after as the offensive tackle. Yeah. Again, you know, crazy guy floor. I've got a serviceable right tackle right away. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, an average NFL guy with, with uh, the pick 64 pretty much right away. Okay. If I'm average at right tackle, I'm not going to be plus everywhere. If I can yeah. be average in some spots and plus it everywhere else, you know, in my skill position, skill position players for the Denver Broncos are a plus. If I can get average on the OL, I'm going to be pretty darn good. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, 10 and a half inch hands. So good size. Uh, wouldn't have any trouble, but you know, I wouldn't have any trouble palming a basketball and going up for a dunk with his athleticism. So um, 10 and a half inch hands are the size. And then uh, again, his, what I saw to him and you, you can go to my YouTube channel again at uh, most of y'all know where it is by now. If not hit me up on Twitter, um, yeah. his base is so strong. You know, he'll lock onto a guys and they'll rock him back, but they can't knock him over. Um, he's just got such great core strength that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Lucas. I, I just think he's got a lot of, a lot of talent. Yeah. He's your guy. And, uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Make sure you guys are tuning in. Uh, we're going to be live today, uh, covering the whole thing. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, follow Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also make sure you're following us at huddle up pod and at mile high huddle. Also at BFB underscore pod. Uh, I need to that do, I'll fix that here. You know what? While you're running down, I'm going to get a link for us. 
Okay, sounds good. And we'll be live tonight, guys. So make sure you're joining us. Uh, join our Facebook communities at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and uh, facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. If you haven't done so yet, you listen after the fact or you listen to podcasts in general. I'm a holy podcast holies. fiend. Um, did we have a big one come in here? That means holy beans for, for those of you at home. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Scott. Fun I- supporting. You know, I told him I couldn't be bought for 30. For 300, I'm Jamison Williams, number eight. I'm going to be yeah. screaming it tonight. Trade up. <laughs> I do um, have a price. I think you just met it. Jamison Williams. Again, I'm not – we'll see you today. If you can make it tonight, we'd love to have you tonight, um, yeah. Ethan. I know it's a little bit late. Um, Falcons would probably be picking around – oh, God, that would be about 2.30 in the morning your time. So it might be a little late. Otherwise, I'll uh, I'll talk to you later for uh, Chelsea Manchester United. <gasps> I said sorry. Sorry. He's in London. Come on. In London. Well, thank you so much, Ethan. God, man, that's that's a way to really close us out here. Uh, but the good times are going to keep on rolling. We're going to be live again soon. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on Apple iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and review. And please subscribe, like, and share to this channel. I think we we hit over 15K um, recently. I don't know if you heard the cat in the background just now. Um, but we're going to be up to uh, maybe 20K before you know it. So make sure you guys like, subscribe, and share on YouTube. And uh, we're going to see you guys live at 5.30, uh, something like that today. Before we'll probably the be on it uh, 30 minutes before. Well, that's like an hour beforehand for the, the priests. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we plan on going live 7.30 Eastern, 5.30 Mountain. Um, usually ask me final thoughts. I want to hit Porter here real quick. Um, as leading into my final thoughts. Says, hey, I'm a Chiefs fan, but I live in Colorado. I'm glad you got Russell. Hey, we're all fans of someone. Um, I'll enjoy the discourse. You know, I enjoy mm-hmm. speaking with fans from other teams. I enjoy other perspectives. So welcome in and uh, glad you're here. You know, just, uh, you know, be cordial, be uh, be polite and you're welcome here. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, again, I, I can't say it enough, man. You, you make the show. You Silly. make the show. <laughs> uh, Ethan came in twice. You opened, you closed. Mark Schrader, Jacob Foster, uh, there it wasn't. There was some some big stars coming in. Elton came in with some big stars. Chad Beach came in with some big stars. Daniel Swafford, uh, and then uh, on the the YouTube side of things as well, uh, we'll give a shout out later. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say is Rock Chalk Broncos came in. I guess the the post supers are available. So I was checking the comments. I tell you, I do leave comments on YouTube. And he threw in a super after the fact. I guess those are mm-hmm. called super thanks. So Rock Chalk came in with our first super thanks. So Rock Chalk, thank you as well. That's awesome. Super thank you to everyone who joined us today. Uh, we appreciate you. We'll see you live here pretty soon. Um, it's draft day. Uh, Broncos don't pick today. Uh, we can't show the Russell Wilson highlights uh, on here because the NFL will ping us because they are monsters but that we love them anyway uh so make sure you guys tune in we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight a a very pressure-free first round of the draft for for some of us at least scott um but uh whatever happens happens again it's uh you can't i've told you before you cannot trash talk someone who grew up an atlanta sports fan because you cannot hurt us any more than they've hurt us i'm numb i mean 28-3 about killed me now it's like eh. now what the hell with them (laughs) <laughs> uh, Scott's already coping, guys. You know it's bad. He's 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 resolved himself to a wide receiver. We'll see what happens, guys. Tune in tonight. All the fun. You guys say sometimes the mocks are unrealistic. Well, it's about to be he- extra realistic because we're going to figure out what's going to happen here. All the lead up to this. God, happy draft day. Uh, we'll see you guys tonight. Have a lot of fun. And choose kindness. Choose compassion. Go Broncos. 
Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.